Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noises. It is episode 91. We are recording on Monday, April 19th, 2021. I am your host, Anthony Dietrich. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime, almost completely 5G certified, Kevin Costello. What's good, my dude? Doing good. Yeah, big, uh, big week in my life. Not gonna lie, I. Uh, <laughs> this graduating... is probably one of the biggest weeks for you, man. Yeah, literally. I mean, I'm getting fully vaccinated tomorrow. Graduate from the Florida State University on uh, Saturday, and then going to see the St. Pete Grand Prix on Sunday. Yes, sir. With your best uh, uh, podcasting buddy right over here. Damn right. Yes, sir. Um, uh, well, we do have Kevin's tied for second, or I guess best favorite podcasting buddy i don't even know the words i just jumbled up but we do have the former (laughs) we do have the former president of r dash nascar here uh jeremy methfield how's it going dude it's just another wonderful monday in the uh rainy cold midwest spring of uh, chicago just living the dream hoping someday i wake up we could could clown kevin a little bit kevin's kind of clowning us with his like bragging about weather he's gatekeeping nice weather for both of us at this point that's can have it. It'll be hurricane Susan soon. Hurricane season soon. Susan. Hurricane, <laughs> hurricane Susan. I hardly know her. We are also yeah. joined on a very special episode because we're only a week late on our timing. We have our IndyCar specialist, Phil Clark here, aka Very Fake Phil. How's it going, bud? I'm good. How about you? Uh, Ohio. I, I understand <laughs> that we might be getting snow here too in the Midwest because of snow in May. Um, early May, probably. Oh, God. It is what it is. Just take it. It's the Midwest. That's, it could, that's that could happen normal, Tuesday. Though. It is. A, <laughs> it's so, our weather is so weird. It's so weird that we're getting snow much closer to the summer than usual. Yeah. I mean, as me and Kevin are just resident Floridians, so we just rarely see snow. I've only seen it twice in my life. Kevin, can you even tell me how many times you've seen snow? Like 10. Oh, well, eat. <laughs> that's because I mean only because I had family in New York growing up, but yeah. That's fair. I literally just it it baffles me that you guys like have snow this late in the year. I do feel sorry for you guys. This um, is a, this is not a, this is not a normal occurrence. I think it's quite weird actually. This this year's so messed up. It's just like, "Meh, it's normal enough." 
I've been watching a lot of baseball and like uh, the Red Sox game, I think last week got snowed out on, I want to say Thursday. And I just haven't seen that happen outside of opening like week. So it's very, very strange what's going on. Although it does make for some great baseball, in my opinion. I don't know if you got to see that opening day home run by Miguel Cabrera where he couldn't even see yeah, the that ball. Yeah, that Cabrera home run was sweet. Oh, man. But we... I don't like many baseball tweets, but I definitely had to throw a like on that one because it was that was, that was quite nice. We don't talk a lot of baseball here too often. What we have to talk about is the fact that if your name ended with an X this past weekend, congratulations on your easy dub, I guess. Huge weekend for Alex Bowman, Alex Pillow, and, of course, Supermax winning over at Imola. So, I mean, just what a fun weekend of racing. I got to wake up and watch all three races back-to-back-to-back. Well, I guess Indy and NASCAR at the same time. Good thing they didn't finish at the same time. But I guess since we have Phil here, might as well start with IndyCar. I mean, first-time winner, Alex Pillow. Who would have thought, out of all the Chip Ganassi cars, that's the guy who's going to get the first win for him? I don't know who wrote this tweet, but I saw a funny tweet that said that uh, Jimmy's old teammate Alex won a NASCAR race and Jimmy's new teammate Alex won the IndyCar race. I love that, honestly. (laughs) That was great. Jimmy Johnson washed? (laughs) Oh, man. There's a lot I could go into that one, but we we need to start, first of all, with the race itself. And and I just have to give props to Alex Plow. He drove the absolute piss out of that car. And he wasn't even, I think, the fastest guy out most of the race. Pato Award was clearly just on the wrong strategy because that car was just on rails most of the time when he wasn't dealing with Sebastian Bourdais. I think also, I think he also like ran the tires a bit too, too much while Pillow and I believe it was Power. No, there was Rossi behind them. Well, but yeah, Rossi. Pillow was, was just hanging out and saving He's the tires on the other two. It's just. Ruining their tires and mm-hmm. just doing themselves onto a three-stop strategy when two stops were was two stops was the money there. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I do think with what Alex was doing out there, or I'm sorry, Pato, it does work that strategy because but you need the clean air. They mentioned that on the broadcast, and, and clearly he just kept getting into these situations when he came off pit road. He was stuck in traffic. Especially on the outlaps, he was just getting mugged out there. Like Sebastian Bourdais, like took his lunch money in one of the hairpins. It's hard to pass at Barber. It's too. really hard. I've noticed. So, <laughs> so what you really need to work with an extra stop is to pass cars that he just yeah. kept getting pushed out by, like Bourdais, among others, where he was getting passed by like Graham Ray Hall. That's tough. He, he did finish fourth and only five seconds off the leader. So oh, he was making up so bad. much time. I couldn't <laughs> believe how much time Alex made up on that last lap, though. He, I thought that Will Power might have caught him. He must, he, I think he, I think Power may have been too conservative on the push to pass. But then again, it was hard to pass on that track. So mm-hmm. maybe he was content with second. Either way, though, it was a a fun opening weekend, and now we're going to get another road course, street course this weekend, so I'm definitely excited for the St. Pete's race. Me and Kevin were talking about that we uh, are trying to meet up for that. I didn't know Dago was at 2.30, though, Kevin. We're going to be a little cooked on the Fergs after. We'll see the ending. (laughs) We'll we'll catch the only part that matters since it'll be single file the entire race, right? Right, for real. No, I feel like, yeah, we might miss that uh, obligatory lap 15 big one like we saw in Daytona, but besides that, we'll we'll be golden. But, um, yeah, just sticking to IndyCar. So, Matthew, did you catch any of the race? I did, as a matter of fact, surprisingly oh. enough. I thought it was a really good race. I was entertained, which is weird for a road course for me, but I was really enjoying it. 
Oh, wow. I have this whole thing set up why, uh, about Phil trying to see if he can get you to convert to an IndyCar fan today. I've, <laughs> I've always been an IndyCar fan. Oh, well, listen, man. I, how, how are we supposed to tell? I mean, he is from the Midwest. We are all IndyCar fans. I mean, we do live near the Speedway, or at least close enough that you can go to the Indy 500. So I guess maybe, I, maybe my brain's finally melting. How are you supposed to know? I don't know. Maybe listen to me when I speak once in a while. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, going just about Barber, um, it was, we, I, me and Anthony were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording, and we were pretty much in agreement that had Pato not gotten mugged by uh, Bourdais there, kind of midway through that third or second stint he was on, might have won because he only finished three seconds behind uh, the leader at the end. Might have won, but at least could have gotten a podium. Exactly. Yeah, I think he would have gotten Dixon. But it's going to be hard to pass. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 Ganassi cars are usually really really good, minus Jimmy Johnson, I guess. But you know. I, I, I just find it funny with, with the Bourdais move that, of course, Paul Tracy absolutely loved it because, I mean, you know, just that, that's just Paul Tracy, his character, right? I mean, they go way back. To, exactly. Like, oh, yeah. No, they raced against each other. Yeah, he'd been on the receiving end of that move a couple of times. <laughs> I was trying to tell Kevin because he didn't understand where Sebastian Bourdais had all those wins because he did Champ Car a while, and I think he's got, like, pretty much all but three wins in Champ Car or something like that. But he still is a champion and an F1 driver, and Speaking of F1 drivers, who would have actually thought that Roman Grosjean would have been the best rookie of the of the weekend? I mean, Rockland would have gotten him uh, just because he has IndyCar experience before, and they were both. I'm not going to say non-factors, but like not really contenders for the league. But it was, was cool running to see. in the top five a lot. Yeah, like, no, it was cool to see merit, him like get a top ten in his first start. That's always super. That impressive. would be points in F1. They were, uh, yeah. they were both of a three-stop strategy, but, like, apparently McLaughlin was held up for, like, 20 laps by Dalton Kellen in that second stint. Mm-hmm. I was kind of following the timing and scoring there, and okay. I, I'm, I'm just impressed that he finished the race, and he didn't look um, off. Like, he finished ahead of some veterans, too. Like, mm-hmm. he had a terrible weekend. Uh, Ed Jones, a couple of other drivers. Connor yeah. Daly. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little disappointed about Connor Daly. Yeah, big ones, but yeah, yeah, it's very <laughs> rare. It's probably the biggest wreck I've seen. That opening lap wreck where Newgarden just absolutely bend it. Um, yeah, that the was weird. Wreck. That, I've seen. Nice. that was a mistake. That's a mistake he usually doesn't make. Yeah, like usually we we see these big ones, obviously on ovals that uh, with IndyCar, but yeah, that was that was massive for road course. Yeah. I mean, we got two two cars there going airborne. Um, and we got a little Talladega yeah. reference too. I don't know if that. y'all saw the onboard from uh, Ryan Hunter Ray, but man, that I know it's kind of cliche with you know the halo, the arrow screen. It's like oh, you know, saved another driver's life. People say that like not every time, you're like okay, but like literally his oh, helmet tire was coming in. Oh yeah, that, no, he would have yeah, been that straight was... knocked. Yeah, Scary. yeah, that looked really bad, mm-hmm. especially if we didn't have like a, a new arrow screen that yeah. I mean, it's not new anymore, but... Eh. Kind of new. Yeah, You're second old. season. Good enough. Yeah, it's got less experience out there than some of the drivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just very strange that that happened right away. I just, like, just the fact that Newgarden was the one who binned it, but, like, the fact that so many drivers who were involved were able to get back out there, especially, um, oh, sorry, 
it was Rosenquist. Felix. Yeah, Rosenquist was literally in the air. Sorry, I, I kept wanting to say um, Connor uh, Colton Herta, who again, like I don't even know how Colton Herta got his car back out there. Like that thing was destroyed. He had like other Andretti team members coming through to help him. Amazing so work used, getting those cars back out there. They're a lot more so durable. Used- than I thought to the crash clock that we have now in nascar to where like if you you know you you lose something you're uh you're done and i miss the teams fixing the cars and same (laughs) it's awesome yeah because you never know what could happen i mean obviously no other wrecks really took place and i don't think there were any uh dnfs after that but still get the car back out there because you got to get points especially like when they're at a premium this early and when season one points man every every one of those positions matter they were saying like if rosenquist got back on to where he was it would have been like a seven points day for him which like obviously is not that much because i think the winner gets 50 but like we said yeah, we saw last season even with the insane uh year that dixon had he only ended up winning the championship by like 10 points oh yeah well yeah, thank you for double points racing, i guess yeah, that huge championship implications because now we're going to mm-hmm. get like a battle between Polo and like Dixon or something, which will be interesting because Dixon finally, at least judging for the first race of the season, has competition mm-hmm. at least in the stable there. Because usually it's uh, usually it's Ganassi running Dixon out and then like Erickson finishing like in ninth or tenth or right. something. Because you, yeah. what, Rosenquist got a win back in 2019 with them. But besides that, I, I really don't know who else has won a race for Ganassi besides Dixon in a while. Well, Jones never did. Well, Frank Keaty would have been the other one. Kanan. Kanan 2014. TK, okay. Oh, TK wasn't in? Oh, yeah, because I guess it was that's the Frank Fontana, yeah. Fontana finale. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was his last win, I think. Yeah, yeah I think you're right about that. I did not realize that TK. I thought he was still with Andretti at that point. Oops. Oh, <laughs> but I mean, we just the overall Indy car. Yeah, the overall Indy car field this year. They mentioned it in pre-race, but like everyone, pretty much every team has invested double or whatever they were saying. Like every team hypothetically could get a top ten just on merit, which means mm-hmm. more parity in the field, which is great for us fans. I mean, I don't think anyone expected Polo to win in his first race with Ganassi, but now he's the championship leader. Obviously, he's with a good team, but, I mean, who's to say that this 24-year-old kid can't win the whole thing this year? Yeah. Honestly. He was he was very good in Japan, too. Like, mm-hmm. he was going toe-for-toe with uh, Cassidy and Yamamoto. Nick Cassidy and Naoki Yamamoto, two of the best in Japan, and who been mm-hmm. also rumored to race in yeah. car for years. should try to get uh, Anthony to say those names. No, we we're not gonna have me pronounce names today. <laughs> I, I think we should. I think we should get him to just commentate on Super Formula because oh. maybe they need I love Super American. Formula. I love it. I watch it a it, lot when it's on YouTube, and it's fun. It's fantastic. It, it, it's great racing. Very talented drivers there. Yeah, for sure. I I definitely, um, especially when there was nothing on the off season, they had a couple races streaming, and I was absolutely all over that because I mean I would take anything at that point. But yeah, yeah we're, not, we're not. I like watching because I like watching because uh, uh, it's it's fun scouting for Takuma replacement if he ever like ages <laughs> out. Yeah, I, I think he's there for another five or ten years, man. He's 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 an ageless wonder. He's only getting better at this point. He's yeah. a Benjamin. I call him the Benjamin Button of IndyCar. Oh, absolutely, man. I I, I love, I love <laughs> Takuma He's fantastic. 
Um, anything else from this race? I guess. Oh, I guess we could talk about um, Jimmy Johnson a little bit. It's a little, little um, difficult race. Like I would I expected. say. Expected. <laughs> like I, I kind of expected him not to. Like, listen, Jimmy Johnson had like what three road course wins in his NASCAR career? I think. Maybe I'm giving if, him credit. If that. Because yeah. yeah. I yeah, know he had a Sonoma that. win that he just cheesed the entire time. Um, there was another one at Watkins Glen, I want to say, 2008 or nine, And that's that might yeah, be it. The old wing car. Almost yeah. got that Robo win. But, uh... Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I don't think he was ever going to win that one the way he was taking that last corner. But <laughs> it happened right in front of you. But I'm, not really, I'm not really sure because I was like 16 beers deep at that point. Right. Yeah, but over, <laughs> overall for the race, I mean, for a season debut, you can't really ask for much more on a track that's pretty hard to pass on. I mean, we mm-hmm. had multiple strategies, a big moment at the beginning, and then three car or four cars within four seconds at the mm-hmm. end, and uh, first time winner. So all in all, I'd say a, a solid start for them. I'm curious to see how the overall, I guess, ratings work because I, I really do expect this year for IndyCar just to be massive on the uh, the the viewership side just with Absolutely. all the, the the super rookies oh, and there's like lines. nine races on nbc so it should be it should be a great season for them they got more races on nbc than nascar this year so yeah, yeah. i'm expecting it to do a little bit better crazy uh, and I, i'm if sure I the Johnson- God, if i see the jimmy johnson egg seven day egg cooker commercial <laughs> one more time i'm gonna lose my mind <laughs> <laughs> I love that the, the commercial with him and uh like going at Charlotte Motor Speedway with all his old cars and you see him pull up in the old Bush series fire suit with no beard and clean shave. That was really cool. Oh, that's great. That aging technology is awesome. Yeah, man. We love that. All right. So NASCAR Formula One, which one do you want? I think we got to go with the best race of the weekend, which was that. Yes, you're right. The amazing. (laughs) (laughs) The the amazing F1 race, once again, just continues to deliver F1, that is. And I mean, whenever there's rain um, or a wet track, you you do get that advantage. But man, Mm -hmm. that was that was something else. I mean, when Lewis Hamilton crashes, not like full on crashes, but breaks his front wing and come back through the field, finishes second. And you have storylines of guys pissed off at each other, which in F1, you do not have a lot. And especially with the inter-team rivalry or potential inter-team rivalry with uh, Botas and Russell. I mean, it was it was spicy all around. That it was, was so interesting to yeah. watch. Uh, yeah, Lewis Hamilton. And, and, that, and that crash uh, helped uh, Hamilton's race, too, yeah. because <laughs> oh, wow. it, it bringing out the safety car. That was absolutely, you cannot convince me otherwise, that was an inside job. That was definitely, Bono came over <laughs> the radio. Hey, uh, Voltry, we're going, Lewis is off. He has a tire problem. We're going to need you to help him out any way that you can. And, uh, I mean, Voltry was... He's the Voltry. only guy that can break his front wing and obviously have a just red flag within, within, a, within a minute of him going off, just because why not? <laughs> I mean, he's also the only guy who, like, like the last lap of uh, Britain too last year, oh <laughs> like just God, the tire man. exploded. I'm still mad about that because obviously if Max <laughs> doesn't pit, he wins that. Yeah. Like, mm. oh my God! Thank God Max at least pulled this one off. He was on rails all day, and at that opening move, I'm I'm glad that the FIA did at least like take a look because it did look a little sketchy. But I mean, I'm glad that they allowed it to be a racing incident because that's what it was. Like Max didn't push him off to the side. Max gave him the space he needed. 
Max had the exit. So it was, it was awesome to see that. Because I was worried Red Bull was probably not going to have a better weekend than they did last weekend, I felt like. And the car is proving to be fantastic. I think the only question I have now, how reliable is it going to be the rest of the season? Because, I mean, at this point, it's Max versus Lewis. Sergio, just, I, I hate what happened to him out there. He just did not look comfortable at all. And Valtteri is a bum. Yeah, I mean, Valtteri was like, you know, George made that mistake, uh, ended oh, yeah. our day because of it. But when you're when you're about to get passed by Williams in a Mercedes, that, like, I know he's not great in the wet, but still, man, that's just... And George was right. He was like, if, if you're in that Mercedes, you shouldn't be racing a Williams. You should be up there fighting for wins every week. And he, he that's a great point. Yeah, he, for, he did force him a little bit off the, the dry line, too. And... Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that, Hamilton, Hamilton that was passing Norris at the end was pretty much the same move. The track was a little bit drier, which I think was the difference. But it's yeah, like, absolutely. I don't think he was trying to, you know, purposely do that just because it's George Russell, you know, who might replace you but it's definitely i'm glad they called it a racing incident because it was really hard to place the blame on anyone there i think both sides were a little bit guilty but just overall incidents like that is what keeps us coming back and watching i mean Mm -hmm. i can't wait for portugal oh my god i'm so happy that's the next race and we don't have to worry about spain (laughs) yes oh man absolutely in pain have you any of you guys seen what we do in the shadows the tv show have not Uh, i have not uh one episode okay well, for anyone watching at home, uh, who watches at home, I guess, there's a character on it who's a familiar from one of the vampires, and they, his vampire always tells him, like, oh, I'll make you a vampire next year, next year, five years from now, because you did something wrong. And that's basically George Russell and Williams waiting to go to Mercedes. It's just every single year, it feels like we need him to move up, because Bottas is clearly not like doing the job uh, well enough. And now, I feel like with this mistake, it's like he's just been told, oh, another five years for you at Williams. Like, your punishment is this. It'll be interesting Just, to see where that goes, for sure. I mean, like, you know, I, I love George. And honestly, what a, what a performance for him running that close to the points and, and having an opportunity. We'll, we'll, we'll get it soon. We'll, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get it eventually. Um, it's just a lot of fun. And, and still, Lewis Hamilton. I love it. The second the graphic came up on the race, that this would be the first time Max Verstappen has ever led the points. Lewis puts up the fastest lap as if he's watching the race in his car. Of course. That's that's the most Lewis thing ever. The most impressive thing about that, he set that fastest lap, the lap he, I think, passed Norris. Like, to not lose any time. I was watching with with three other guys, and one of the people I was watching with was his first ever F1 race, and I was like, I don't think you understand how good lewis hamilton is like there's no way anyone else would be able to drive through the field on a track like Imola where you really can't pass and go all the way to second just absolutely insane it felt like they were having a, a damn good time passing around that track there was a lot going on they just... they moved the drs zone from last year which is really good to see yeah i heard about that like yeah, they made so... it, what an extra hundred meters or something well they that and then they also moved the activation point to where it was um, people could kind of break later and get a, a better run, which is huge mm-hmm. and obviously Good. paid dividends mm-hmm. for the race. Definitely a lot of fun um, yeah. being able to have that uh, availability. Um, just want to give a shout. Carlos Sainz somehow finished in fifth after it felt like he went off about like five times. Um, so that was just wild to me that he was able to recover for a great finish. So Good for him. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess good for Ferrari in general with a four or five finish, considering how bad that car has been in recent memory. So, especially with yeah, no fans in Imola. 
they always uh, they always take a break for like ten years and then like show up again with like seven championships, like yeah. what they did with Schumacher in the early exactly. 2000s. You never you never know. This could this could be the beginning of an awakening. Uh, one of the coolest shots I saw from the weekend was a picture of these two kids on trampoline with Max just flying by because there's just so many <laughs> houses around the track. I love that, dude. Like, I have said, like, that I, if I can get a ticket to any race and sit anywhere I want, I want to be in the balcony on that hairpin in Monaco. But if I could be in a second place, I'd like to be bouncing on trampoline at Imola. That would be a lot of fun. Well, let's rent an Airbnb, man. Dude, I, that's, that's the move for 2022. <laughs> Um, we have a couple other things from F1 to talk about. We'll do that rounding out the field because we got some big news, um, for especially for us Floridians in the future. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, a just tough weekend for Sonoda. Sergio, I mentioned, obviously had an off late, just just tough for him. Vettel had a DNF late, very surprising that his gearbox just shit the bed with like three to go. <laughs> so reliability there, worry about. And um, uh, yeah, Mazman almost went the entire race without spinning out. Uh, almost killed Latifi, almost. but that was Latifi's fault. But um, you know, yeah, and Williams had so much promise, especially after the uh the qualifying. I mean, they were twelfth and fourteenth. I don't. It might have been the first time they've made Q two. Both cars made Q two since yeah. uh Latifi joined the team, so that was really good for them to show speed. But yeah, for the yeah. way both cars absolutely destroyed it, unfortunate. You'd think that Daddy's cash could buy some awareness on the track, but you never know. You would think. I think it was amazing, like early in the race when Mick Schumacher had his problems. And he oh was yeah, I Andy. He's complaining you can't go in the pits. Well, why do you think you can't go in the pits? You crashed right at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, he he broke his wing, yet was oh. still like a minute faster than um than Mazepin by the end of that stint. I believe. <laughs> I believe Haas has gone a total with counting the two races in all four cars, a total of maybe a lap and a half without incident. So good, good for them. Good. I good. think it's impressive that a guy who's gone over through the whole like European ladder is just spinning at least once every race and pulling a Jimmy. Oh man. It's, it's fun. I think, I think Masman's up to like eight spins now on the season. So we're, I, I think the over under at this point has to be at least a hundred. He's Has averaging at least one a session. I know that. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's I, so I haven't seen it has to be. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen someone in F1 who's that, that, that completely overmatched in years. Yeah. I, I want to say the last time I saw someone like that, it was um, early Red Bull days. I can't remember. It wasn't Cleon. It was this other guy with the long hair. I want to say Piazza, but that's a baseball player. I was going to say Scott, <laughs> Scott Speed. No, no, no. He wasn't actually that bad. Louisi, maybe? Louisi. I feel like Louisi was always spinning when I used to watch F1 back then. Fast Italian guy, though. Oh, yeah. He, he was fast. He's at least fast on like Mazepin. <laughs> he does show pace. I don't know. I'm gonna. I've been watching some old F1 videos on YouTube, so I'm probably gonna go back and rewatch some of the 2000 seasons again. Um, maybe, maybe like the HRT days when they had Kartecki on. He was pretty. Bad oh God, car. yeah. Car, oh, I, I thought it was Kartecian. Kartecian and Dilo Rosa. Can you can you back me up? Am I correct on the last name for once? Uh, Narain. Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'll be right one of these days. I don't swear. I'll tell you who was right this week. I'll tell you who else was right this weekend, though, was uh, Alex Bowman's strategy at the end. How about, how about Alex Bowman getting his uh, one victory a season early on again? 
First of all, yeah. nice transition. Second yeah, of all, you. rest in peace, Richmond uh, International Speedway, whatever you want to call it, because the Bowman curse obviously is real and 100% oh, foolproof. So. Rest, rest in peace, <laughs> Richmond. Oh, no. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, I prioritize watching the IndyCar race just because, Same. you know, first race of the season, and I really mm-hmm. don't like Richmond that much, but I was following along on Twitter, and it didn't seem like much was happening. So... Um, I had both races on at the same time because I'm an adult with two TVs. Um, <laughs> but I, I can tell you that the, the NASCAR race was taking a back seat, and I really didn't care too much. The racing is good at Richmond, in my opinion. I actually do like the racing there because you can try and make something work on the outside, but you like I love a good dive bomb, especially a good dive bomb in the one at Richmond because I always feel like if they mess it up, someone's going into that inside wall, it's going to be massive. Um, so... I actually was having a good time, and it really got interesting, of course, when the fastest car on track had a penalty, because that's usually when NASCAR races get exciting. Um, and it felt like for the last 100 laps, Hamlin versus Logano was awesome. Every time I kept looking over, they were side by side, and no one I enjoyed that battle. That was really That fun. was really good. I, that that's good. one of my favorite rivalries in NASCAR, to be honest. It's obviously not because I'm a Hamlin fan, and I despise Joey Logano. It's because <laughs> sure. they're both fantastic drivers, sure. but that does help. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was really good and honestly that final restart was awesome i had i did not expect alex bowman to pull that one off and, and i was waiting for some kind of caution or something like there's no way he's gonna win this sure enough yeah it's just like on denny hamlin's side for you to have eight top 10 finishes in the first what nine mm-hmm. races or eight top three finishes in the first nine races super impressive but when none of those are wins and you're even aided by starting in the top three every single week because of the system, it's He's going to start on the pole again this weekend. Yeah, I mean, Talladega doesn't matter that much. But, like, yeah, it's, it's good he's winning stages. He's up there in points. But you're missing those playoff points at the end for the win, and that's, I think, what's really going to bite him, especially if he can't close later in the playoffs. Denny Hamlin's still going to win three, win three races this year before the playoffs start, in my opinion. There's no way he doesn't. He's, I would he, see. He I would. I would think that. Already. I would think I that. But he, he, we'll see. He already has uh, five playoff points. You know, so I mean, he's got that going for him. He's, like you said, he's got eight top fives. I, I have a feeling he's going to get something going on soon. It's a shame he didn't get any at the short tracks. But you know, when NASCAR takes one of them away and makes it a, a, a boo boo ass track, I mean, that just what what can you do? Simply, what can you do? But. It is- I mean, eight, what, eight winners in nine races, and mm-hmm. the three people that haven't won, or three people that haven't won, are the top three drivers, you could say, from last year, being Hamlin, Harvick, and Chase Elliott. I mean, Harvick, I don't even know what's going on at this point. Yeah, Stewart Haas. I am not ready to call him washed yet. Like, <laughs> I, I pulled, the, the second Jimmy Johnson won a season without winning, I called him washed over old man Johnson. But I'm not ready to say that for Harvick yet because we haven't gone a full year. But, man, that's a tough look what's going on so far. But yeah. Stuart Haas in general does not look very good, so I don't know. Yeah, that whole team's Aaron off. Aaron Marola was the highest finishing Haas car. Like, that, that, that should tell you all that you need. Oh, Harvick, was, was, Harvick was the cause of that late race caution. Right. Uh, yeah, Amarola has been really good at Richmond, so that is one of his tracks. So it's good that he's going to Dago with a, a good starting mm-hmm. position and all that. But, yeah, it'll be yeah. – uh, I mean, Briscoe, and I love Briscoe. He's probably my favorite driver in the cup series has been doing nothing. I get it being rookie, but Cole Custer, yeah. I forget. Cole, Cole Custer did that last in year. Every too. Race. Yeah. Yeah. Cole Custer did that last year too, until he won a race at Kentucky. Right. So, <laughs> you know, you never know <laughs> accidentally, but right. I mean, 
Yeah, you remember that time that Denny Hamlin led 383 laps at Richmond and then didn't win? Yeah. I, and, I remember that. I remember that vividly. In the backdrop of his sponsor getting major national news as well, yeah. you would think NASCAR would go for the good story. No, yeah, no. Uh, NAS- what, clearly showing NASCAR is not rigged. Yeah, first off, our yeah. condolences, obviously, to everything mm-hmm. that happened in Indy. That sucks. I was really hoping Denny would be able to pull through. I mean, he was my pick, mm-hmm. after all. Um, yeah, good yeah I Bowman. was completely Denny-pilled for the right. last, last weekend. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I mean, it was cool to see Bowman showing that much emotion. I did not expect that. Um, I know oh, Bowman is a very emotional guy. He did, unfortunately, lose that, that crew member at the end of last year, so it was good for that team to get a win, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. unexpected for sure. Yeah, were there there were fans at Richmond, uh, right? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, there were. Okay, yeah. I'm I'm trying to figure out which tracks do and which tracks don't. Sorry, I think um, everyone will have fans this year. Um, well, definitely. I know Dover. There was something today where they said they wouldn't have fans, but I think that got <laughs> that de- was a de- mistake. Debunked yeah. or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bob Pockers. Oh, speaking of Pockers, he made an uh oh. He um accidentally tweeted that Alex Bowman won at Martinsville, so. Well, I, too, have didn't. been very drunk at the end of a race. At least he didn't <laughs> confirm a driver for their first career cup start without getting NASCAR's approval. Ooh, we'll oh, get yeah. into that a little R.I.P. bit. R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, overall, just, I mean, hey, shouts out Matty D. I think that might have been his first top ten of the season. Yep. Maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. Austin uh-huh. Dillon also kind of snuck in there. And Ryan Blaney, who has never finished better than 15th, finished in 11th. So yeah, that's, that's a feel uh, good story. A right top there. eleven at Richmond for Ryan Blaney is uh, unreal. More than a finish win. Better, finish better <laughs> than Chase Elliott. Can't believe it. Oh, wow. by the way, Chase Elliott. Who would have thought of all the Hendrick drivers to win this year? He would not be one of them. Right. Chase Elliott washed. Yeah, I think uh, Chase Elliott is uh, no post championship. <laughs> he's, he's definitely uh, a little hungover. There's, there's this kid in in the car named Jimmy Johnson. He's won seven championships. <laughs> Yeah, put him in the car. Yeah, put him in the car. He might get some wins. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't really have much else from. Um, we apparently we went 600 laps without a natural caution. Um, At Richmond, yeah, that's two years. That's wild to me. Insane. That's so weird because that insane. track. I remember when I first watched it. It was the 2001 fall race, and it felt like every five laps someone was crashing. It was Is that crazy. the one Ricky Rudd won. I believe that's oh, that the was, one Ricky that Rudd was won. That was the truck race. <laughs> The truck, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. But, like, yeah, I'm pretty sure Rudd won that race. And Jeff Gordon crashed in that. I do remember that. And I was cheering because I did not like Jeff Gordon as a kid. So that was fun. Um, and it was like a Looney Tunes race, too. Like, they all had Looney Tunes schemes that race. Yeah, was that the one where Harvick and Rudd were fighting? No, that was 2002 or 2003. I know that one, too. That, oh, it was 2002. That was a good one. That was a really good race. Oh man, back when when Harvick would fight everyone every weekend. Good times. Great times. Yeah. Harvick get... versus Craig Biffle. Yeah, <laughs> Harvick versus Biffle is incredible. He climbed on a roof. <laughs> Didn't he get a bench for a race in 2002 he did or get something? Bench for a race. Yeah, I think he decked someone in Martinsville. I'm pretty oh, sure. Or he intentionally yeah, wrecked he, someone. Yeah, he intentionally wrecked someone in the truck race, too. <laughs> oh my god. Harvick was such a hothead back in the day now. No, I remember Harvick like I remember Harvick stage diving in the Biffle when Biffle so after good. celebrating Victory Lane. That was no, that so was good. In, that was Bristol. Bristol. After yeah, that was the, uh, Bristol one year. Two, I think. Two, two, two. That was, was O2 yeah, O2 push race, with the yeah. with the ET car. Yes. Oh my God. 
Biffle just stuffed him in the wall, and after the race, Harvick just comes flying over the back of the car, grabbed him by the throat, and then everybody just kind of rushed in. I was like, hit somebody. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to ruin your celebration. I'm going to be real. I can't even remember the last time Harvick has gotten like confrontational with anyone since Kyle Busch at Darlington. Maybe Joey Logano at Pocono? Was that he before or after the, uh, the sledgehammer throw? Oh, he did push Keselowski, yeah. No, th- that was before the sledgehammer throw, but that was Ty Dillon's crew member who threw that, you see. Gotcha. Yeah, so Harvick just kind of slandered um, Childress out, out the door, and Childress only has just one more <laughs> Daytona 500 than him since he left, I don't know. So, I mean, just, just stating facts here. Austin Dillon has as many Daytona 500s as Kevin Harvick. So uh, who, Coke 600s too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't Speaking know, of man. going for the race that we didn't talk about, the truck race. Who <laughs> yeah, won we it? Uh, John Hunter? Oh, yeah, yeah, I believe the John Hunter. I told you, dude, John Hunter's winning eight truck races this year. He's already up to two. It's I'm like he's you. got Cup Series talent. It's crazy. Oh, he made a great bet. He bet on himself, and it seems to be paying off. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's no, probably watching him. Anthony Alfredo running five laps down every week and just laughing, laughing his, ass, his off. ass off. Right. <laughs> and crashing every mm-hmm. week. It's like, oh, I'd only be four laps down. There was a lot of uh, drama going on there. I saw, oh, God, was it Birdie, I think, got hit by Deegan or someone. Krause got in a huge Yeah, I, I think Deegan had a bad race. Deegan did. Well, for a bad race, she's still finishing 17th, so not bad for a rookie who's just... This, yeah. I think this was her first time at Richmond. I don't think Arca went there or Cannon. Um... I thought Enfinger was actually going to have... Ben Rhodes and Enfinger were running really well there late and just kind of fell off a cliff. But uh, yeah, Kyle Busch did not win, but almost caught up to John Hunter. I didn't uh, recall that. But yeah, good for John Hunter. Six to go. Six, six more to go before I'm correct. He also mm-hmm. led 114 laps. Absolutely dominated. Can we talk about the rivalry that we didn't know we needed? In- what is that? Jennifer <laughs> Joe Cobb versus Norm Benning wrecking <laughs> each other for 35th. So good. So yeah, just amazing. fantastic. <laughs> well, I so, like how Bob had to iterate that that has nothing to do with her not being approved for the conference. It had to. Week. If you look at her stats from like compared to who was it, Derek Cope, like there's like, no way yeah, you can is... approve Derek Cope. I get that he's a former 500 winner, but to not have oh. a race in what 14, 15 years and then let him race in the 500, and you're not going to let it's. Uh, and yeah. he looked horrible too. Oh, it's horrible. He almost killed the people in the dual body. Yeah, that yeah. allowed that I to think, happen. So I think this is them learning from their mistakes. Going, yeah, yeah. we're gonna tighten it up a little bit because, uh, yeah, you've got a lot of truck series starts, but you're got a lot of not finishes. So we're gonna go ahead and weigh that quality of starts versus actual starts. So yeah, no, you're not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter, she led the most laps in the Talladega truck race last year, apparently. No, no it, was, she it wasn't the most laps. No, it was the most she laps led she's laps. ever led. And okay. That was only because of pit cycles, so don't yeah. get ahead of yourself on that. Okay, I, wasn't I, I'm on just reiterating the stats. It, yeah, I'm pretty off. sure the <laughs> Talladega truck race I went to, she like absolutely tried to bin the entire field. But I mean, hey, like the fact of the matter is, I feel like she should have at least been given a chance. It's a Rick Ware shitbox. Like, I'm sorry, let me be nicer to Rick Ware. It's a Rick Ware poop box, okay? And <laughs> therefore, like, you deserve to give drivers an opportunity in there. I mean, the fifth, it was a 15 car. Just put Romain Grosjean in it. <laughs> I mean, dude, just put, exactly. Like, just you have can do you double duty this week. Why dude, not? We'll they did that with the shock car race by lap four. Mm-hmm. Shock, did yeah, you say shock Villeneuve? 
Yeah, they let him do that. They're like, hey, Jack, first uh, cup start, Talladega, good luck. Yeah, that was a pretty – you're an F1 world champ, too, whatever. Really? They look yeah. okay, too, in that UNICEF car or whatever. No, it was I unsponsored. Even... It was I an unsponsored red and white was. 27. It was um, when they were still doing impound races. So he qualified seventh, I believe it was, because oh, back in the like day eight when other like guys the... – yeah, back in the day when the cars, like the, the, the back markers would show up with qualifying trim and then on race, they'd be like, oh, I don't know what to do now. The car is going to explode. Yeah, we're going to pit and put the car up on jack stands, drain out the qualifying gear, oil, change out the oil, change out the transmission fluid, put the race stuff in and then go race. Joe Neiman check lap- out his last ever NASCAR poll um, in the Cup Series doing that. So, you know, I was a fan. That was, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Furniture Row's first ever poll, I'm pretty sure, when he did that. I think you're right. Yeah, it was the National Day of Prayer car. Mm-hmm. I remember that very well. Yeah, I remember that car. Yeah. Like Kenny, <laughs> Kenny Wallace is back. Kenny Wallace at the Hunt Brothers car, I'm pretty sure. Like, or it might have been Johnny Sauter. Like, that was a wild qualifying. Dude, Kevin, just I'm going to knock it on the board, too. I hate this qualifying. I want qualifying and practice back. I will add a little thing on our, our sheet for that. Welcome to the club. Yes, sir. Uh, Phil, in case you're wondering me, we have a, a – counter for every time we complain about practice and qualifying this year we're up to seven <laughs> I, do, I do i do it quite a lot put it on the board um yep. so yeah just oh yes <laughs> speaking of rick Ware, i'm interested to see if they actually go with the owner's son in the indy car there or if i i did hear a rumor today that they might put oriel serving in that car instead i wouldn't even be surprised by oriel Servia. he shows they up all the time to. randomly I thought Cody was doing the Indy 500 this year. Yeah, but he was kind of not on pace with everyone else in that open test. Smart. Yeah, I, I get that. It's a rare I mean, car. Well, so that car that. lasted seven, seven laps, laps last yeah, year without and, and catching on fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty Rick Ware. That was very Rick Ware of them. Hey man, I mean this year they could they, they they have a lot more potential. I mean they got the best rookie apparently in the car, so I don't even Pietro know. Pietro Fittipaldi. Oh, is Fittipaldi? Yeah, Pietro, yeah. Fittipaldi's in the fifty one and Cody Ware would be in the fifty two, but they might be having second thoughts about that since the field's so tight and he yeah. um, Did we just I think we just reached thirty four entries now into the Indy five hundred two today. Crazy. Yeah. There should be 35 with the with a six end ready car. Oh, I sure hope there is. Who who's uh, going to be in that? They Ooh. haven't announced it, but like Can we take Oliver Askew was brought up. God, and I sure he hope he I'd love to see Askew. Yes, he said uh, he wasn't going to do it on the uh, Indy Lights broadcast. Uh, uh, yeah. There was also Spencer Piggott. That's a rumor. Stephen Wilson's a rumor. Um, Servia said he was. Uh, he he was. He was working on a different ride and not the Andretti one. Does Pippa Man have a ride yet? She I think Pippa's in one. that uh, old female ride, or is that Del Silvestre? I thought that was Simona. Simona, yeah. that's Simona. Simona. Sorry, um, Pippa's not announced anything. She said she wasn't going to be in the race this year, though. I'm trying to think who's uh, J.R. Hildebrand. Is he announced or? He's a Foyt. Okay, good call. Maybe the, maybe he'll get the car all the way around the sun. <laughs> yeah, he's a his car looks sweet too. They're honoring his old uh, 1964 winner. Oh hell yeah, that's pretty too. cool. That's awesome. Chip Ganassi let them run the one. Oh, that's so he's nice. Number one. 
Hell yeah, we love that for him. Yeah, he's, a good, he's a good guy. We like JR here. Yeah, just still one of the most devastating moments of my teenage life watching racing. <laughs> that dude's yeah. awesome, though, if you've ever met him in person. I have Bill not, not yet. Yeah. No. I'm sure, if he's at St. Pete this weekend, I'm sure I'll scream loud enough he could hear me. Right. I, I, I tried to scream loud enough to have... Um, Oh, yeah, he, he he always like when you know, I did that once, and he he gave up the two finger piece sign, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> oh, this, this was an ending one year. So, uh, I guess we gotta talk a little bit about the the, the NASCAR race this weekend, Kevin. Yeah, um, we've been talking a lot about uh, IndyCar. I thought we did. <laughs> no, did I mean, we? The, the, talking the, about Sanford Joe Cobb not exist the race, but. Well, just another, Talladega in another, general. Another yeah. thing with um, Jennifer Jo Cobb, if she was in, like, maybe a good car, do you think they would have let her go? But they are like, Jennifer Jo. I mean, Rick what are Ware the car, Rick Ware cars going to do in the back of the field? They just dick around in 38. Get in the way. They don't yeah, they draft each other. They draft each funny. other and they stand. I've been to, like, Kevin, how many plate races have I been to in a row at this point? Like ten, yes. yeah. It's like Billicky. I just see it on TV. Messy, Billicky, Ware, and whoever the other car is. Usually, I go to like the fifty somethings. I go to all these plate races, and I always see these guys in the back, and they're rarely causing problems. It's just like one car gets out of line, and they're cooked. It's usually either BJ McLeod, Brennan Gone, sometimes when he was there, and I, I maybe Garrett Smithley, or I'm thinking JJ Yaley. I don't know which one. They're both interchangeably in last. Reed Sorensen. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's who I'm thinking of. Anyways, the, the fact of the matter is, I wouldn't have had a problem with her back there. Like, she would have finished in, like, 36, 36 before all the wrecks happened. And, and, like, you know, it would have been nice for her. But whatever. We can't have nice things, obviously, in NASCAR. Um, yeah, but Talladega yeah. this weekend, I mean, should be a shit show, as always. I, yeah. I, it usually is. I've become very drained. I think I said this on the podcast last year. After the fall Talladega race, I become very drained from plate racing, uh, just because it's like they like they just do their thing it just for a hundred. Like, it feels like a demo derby at times. Yeah. It, it feels like they just do their thing, and then, at the, and then at the end, they all just forget how to drive. And I think we mentioned it. They just, I feel like they just don't have enough respect for each other on the track to really worry about each other's well-being or anything. They're like, "I am going to win this if I kill someone." and there's enough drivers the, in the in the field that could do that. Plus, the draft is so much more powerful than it was. It's not as much the super suck that we had a couple of years ago that yeah, me and Kevin just loved so much. They have their it, it, like. Go ahead. Bring back was it, tandem. Was it Jones who just took out everyone by like lap five last uh, time. Or uh, no, it was Bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it was uh, that was just stupid. Yeah, we're hoping that because Talladega is wider, that maybe they won't have to do that. I've been a new proponent, anyways. (laughs) I've been a new proponent of get rid of the uh, double yellow line. It it almost serves no purpose now, just because like all the tracks paved essentially down there. Like, just let them Mm -hmm. go for it. Like, if they wreck, they wreck down there. At least they're trying something. And more cars could find ways around it. I feel like if they're just wrecking down there, I, I don't know. It's a it's a thought. I it might be a, line, it might be in the, the yellow corners so. In the corners, obviously, <laughs> if you're down there in the corners, you deserve whatever comes to you. Yeah, like, yeah. Good that they're gonna try causing? it. Huh? Is the yellow line causing more wrecks because of blocking? 
think it's caused so. some more controversy. I don't know about wrecks. Like, I feel like we don't see a lot of guys wreck because of the yellow line, but like it brings so much attention that's not it. Like in the fall of the finish, like Hamlin went below the yellow line. Yeah, he got forced down there, but Chase then they Elliott went below the yellow line. No one's talking about it. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't know. There's just a lot that's. I don't know. I feel like we're at the point where do we really need it? I can get Daytona because it's very um, narrow. The triangle there gets very dangerous. The Monaco and below. super speedways. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, but I think Dega... Um, the, I, I would like to see a race without it. Yes, me too. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. I did, in person. Several times. Yeah, I wasn't born, so... Yes, Matthew, That's we know you. you're old. <laughs> that is on me. <laughs> I'm excited. Experienced. <laughs> I remember. I remember watching those races in the '90s too. Um, but I remember. I remember the Mike Skinner race or whatever. Was it Mike Skinner who caused the yellow line rule? I think in '99. No, I don't Jeff think the yellow Gordon, line rule came around until 2001. It was Jeff Gordon barreling down underneath Rusty and a, a limping Ricky Rudd coming off a of pit road going into turn one. Oh, it just made it made yeah. everybody's butt pucker. Jeez. Yeah, that one. I, I do remember the 99 spring Talladega race, too, where Skinner just took out everyone and causing because he was below the yellow line, just drove up in everyone. But there was also grass. So, like, mm-hmm. That's he hit I'm the saying. grass. You, you can go down further, you see. Which only means eight wide going into a four wide bottleneck <laughs> yes. into the turns so what could po- what could possibly go wrong i, I dude I'm, t- I'm telling you they have such a big wing the grip is insane that's how it works right downforce equals car don't move for sure so it's last year of the uh it's the last year of this car too yeah so whatever yeah. i am just wreck them all so, wreck them so all we got like t minus what like two weeks until they they properly that's right yeah the next gen car so yes sir cinco de drinko cinco de mayo revenge of the fifth Yep. Nice. Nice. So, All right. So, can we talk about the massive announcement that we got on uh, was it Sunday morning in the F1 world? Sure. So, for those living under a rock, F1 is going to now have a second race in the U.S. come 2022 around Anthony's favorite football team's stadium, being the Miami sir. Dolphins, for sir. the inaugural Miami Grand Prix, which I personally could not be more excited for because I've never had the opportunity to go to an F1 race. I'm a college college student in Florida, so it's not like I can just fly out to Coda and drop 2K on a weekend. But now that I can drive to Miami, I have friends down there I could potentially stay with. Tickets obviously aren't going to be cheap, but at the end of the day, if that's the most cost I'm going to incur, I'm fine with, and I am pumped. Mm -hmm. I cannot Um, wait for... 2021 Super Bowl MVP to attack of Iloa to be able to uh, do some kind of ceremony because they don't have a green flag there. I'm trying to think what he could do. I guess press the red lights. They have a ceremonial guy wave the checkered flag. There you um, go. Yeah. Have him do that. Or, or put, him in the, put him in the hospital car, the safety car. That's it. <laughs> hospital car. I mean, he is a race fan. He, was, he, did, the, he did give the command of the homestead. Yeah. yeah we, I love to. Uh, so. I know Jimmy yeah. Butler took a. Uh, a lap or two around, I think Canada with Lando Norris back in 2019. Oh my god! And oh now that he god. plays, he crying right now that he plays for the Heat, I'm 100 percent sure he's going to be there. Unless yes, it's during NBA and finals like, and they're there. Robinson or something. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see that. Listen, I, I'd love to see any of those boys out there. Bam out of bio. I don't know if he'd even be able to like fit under most of these paddocks. <laughs> the F1 races. 
He's seven just, foot two. Like obviously, Drive to Survive has done wonders for exposure oh, of F one in America. But you put a race in Miami, everyone is going to want to be there. So there so, is going to be so many yeah, I, influencers, whatever, at that race. Pitbull, yeah, for sure. There. So, but here's the thing, and I need you guys to understand this as the person who grew up literally 40 miles from where this is. That's not Miami. That is Miami Gardens. It is actually on the border. Actually, I think at one point it does cross into Broward County at one point um, when it goes by the highway because the county line is just south of the turnpike extension that it goes right next to. Um, so technically, if someone has an off there, they're in Broward County. Mike Joy would love to say that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, obviously, oh, yeah, it's not right, right in um, Vice City, but it's close enough to where it's like St. Pete from Tampa. Obviously, it's not on the streets mm-hmm. of Tampa, but you drive 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and you're right there, which is yeah. good enough for me. I love the track r- layout for a It is a cool Grand layout. Park. I mean, I they're, I, yeah. it's probably the only F1 track I can think of besides maybe just off the top of my head, Silverstone, where like the last really important corner that isn't just s's uh you can actually pass for because i feel like a lot of them like i'm just off the top of my head like austria monza you can't really pass in the second half of the track you can uh, try and pass a parabolica i wouldn't tell you yeah i was gonna say so stuff like you that could, no like, you could do it you could you could pass it rascast if your name's Charles leclerc fair but yeah there's an opportunity for like a last lap pass, mean, especially yeah. In the rain, potentially, because it's, it it's always rains be... in Miami in the summer. And this yeah, is probably a day it's, race. It's going to be in the summer. They said second or well, they said second quarter of the year. So April to June. And I would assume that they'll probably pair it with Canada. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, just logistics wise, assuming the Canadian Grand Prix That's is still a thing. Hot race. Yeah, it but... is. It's it's tough in Miami. It's going to be in the 90s. It's going to be rough. I was thinking this could be a night race. Um, just because, like, you know, you have the lights for the stadium outside. Of That's the- true. I, but obviously that is facing in the stadium. But, I mean, you know, I'm sure Steven Ross, now that he has it, is going to spare no expense because he knows how much money this is going to bring in. You're, you're definitely going to have all, all the influencers with it. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding? I, I, yeah. All my friends are talking about that they want to come see this race with me. I'm apparently, like, the resident F1 fan of my friends but like right. I, i'm like dude, i'm probably not even gonna be able to get a ticket to this this is gonna be mad expensive it's I'm gonna be honest, overcrowded multiple groups hey, you I'm just like gotta you just start you just gotta start doing your instagram influencer game in my i opinion. i mm-hmm. need to. you just need to like you just need to promote like skin cosmetics and lotion <laughs> on instagram and they will pay you <sighs> it's a great. shame I've, I've moved to tampa i'm i just right. i i was just like just have the f1 race at st pete it's not as glamorous. You're technically <laughs> racing on an airport, but like it's like a I poor can, man's Monaco. It's not like, too bad. I can do that. Like they won't pass there either. The DRS zone is a joke there. Mm-hmm. Like I will say, the DRS zones in Miami are going to be preposterous. Like that. I like I said last week on the on the show. Like I I watched like a, a virtual lap around the track on like a Seto Corsa, and it is it is fast. Like yes. when they are coming up that um, right next to the interstate, like they are hauling down that straightaway so it's gonna be fun especially in these new cars like they are a little slower but i mean they are gonna be whew, they're gonna be fun to watch i are they wider though than the, than the ones we have now no i think they're the same width but they're shorter length 
Cool, 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 cool. So yes. that, that's nice. I mean, hey, I, I know they're going to make the track wide as hell so they can make some crazy moves. Yeah, right. I think the only thing I'm scared of with this is this might be the death of Coda for F1. I well, mean, they say I, they say two races in the U.S. Like in the press release, they said it'll be the second race. So either well, for, Coda, now, for now, yeah. But even Keyword. if Coda goes off, I mean, Indy is chomping up a bit to host again, and then yeah, apparently there's talks of them trying to go in Vegas, which honestly, I think if you're going to have two races in the U.S., you got to have one at like a purpose built racetrack and not two street races or parking lot races like as much as i especially someone who went to vegas earlier this year like i would love to see an f1 race on the strip that would be sick but yes just kind of thinking about it logically probably isn't the smartest move for the overall schedule needs unless it gets rid of baku because apparently you hate a wonderful track i Um, like the first sector I like the first sector. Oh, yeah. Says someone. <laughs> says someone who eats concrete. Um, yes, that's true. What's your favorite flavor of concrete? Uh, mint chocolate chip. Uh, of course, I saw that today. I, mint chocolate chip's been around <laughs> since like forever, dude. It did not get invented in our lifetime. That's ridiculous. Um, but what I was saying was, um, I mean, they have a lot of street courses, so I couldn't imagine the Vegas street course. But again, they'd have to get rid of one. Obviously not getting rid of Monaco. I don't know what the situation with Singapore is. I'd rather them not get rid of that. Um, I don't consider Australia and Canada street courses, even though they technically are. They're park um, courses. They're park courses. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're park. Um, the way, I mean, they said F1 wants to have a 24 race calendar for like going forward and then rotating I mean, out Grand Prix. Like obviously some are staying forever. Like Monza, Monza Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Spa. Well, what? Spa did get taken off the circuit. Spa wasn't on the... Yeah, so but I, I think that's because they were doing reconfiguration or something because they had to get rid been. of the bus stop at the end. Yeah, it might have been. But like, if they, they even said after Imola, um, they want to race there again, and it's a cool track. Think, yeah, like I don't love Imola per se. Like I, I like it. They can um, get rid of France. I don't. I don't really like. Yeah, no, get rid of France for all I care. But I like, think bring back Magni Cor Magni Cor Magni Cors. Yeah, there Magny-Cor. it is. <laughs> like I would love to see. San Marino, Imola, um, and then track like maybe Baku or Silverstone, or not Silverstone. I personally uh, love China. I, I think Singapore, just like go on a rotation basis. Yeah. Why did they race in Le Mans? Back in the day, but like it is, it is, a, yeah, it is a great one track now. No, yeah. you fucking cowards. Race the Nordschleife. All 16 <laughs> miles. Daytona road course. Daytona road course. Okay, but if they do that, they're not allowed to use the banking. They have to only use the apron. And leave the turtles there. <laughs> I hate you. But yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna see that. We're gonna see a car fly over the entire turn three and four infield if that happens. Yeah, it's gonna fly it's gonna fly through the air and end up in the land. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might maybe it'll end up in the lake. Yeah, no, it's definitely gonna find Dale Earnhardt's car people. in the bottom of the lake. Yeah, I still can't believe that's a rumor that went around that the NASCAR <laughs> just said, "Yeah, no, we don't have wanted to deal with this car and dump it in Lake Floyd." They'll never know. Like that's such a wild rumor. Um. Oh God. Well, Kevin, we kind of skipped over our um picks for Dega. Yeah, I was gonna round out with that. So if you want to get into it, yeah. Game. So um, I Phil, have you been on for any of our picks before? I don't think so. I am not, but I do DraftKings. Oh, well, this is better (laughs) in DraftKings because I only make you pick three drivers and I have rules. 
So <laughs> we have a dark horse, a sleeper, and a favorite. I think favorite is obvious. Sleeper is someone that you think could win the race, but you don't want to put the uh, the mortgage on it. And then dark literally horse just is Ryan Blaney. It's the Ryan Blaney <laughs> pick. Um, and then our dark horse is um, just someone who's probably like twentieth or worse in points. No wins. Definitely cannot have a win. And uh, yeah, this is normally the well, Matt Bandetto or not a uh, pick. Well, so Matt Bandetto or the Stuart Haas cars. At this point, I yep. I I I wouldn't let yep. you pick Harvick, but I wouldn't be surprised if you picked Harvick <laughs> as a dark horse. It would have been Almarola. It would be Almarola. Um, did any, so I don't think anyone picked Bowman last week. No, nah, I had so, Hamlin. So I had thanks, yeah, Tony. I had um better picks than whatever. I went Denny yeah, too. Jay. I saw DraftKings. <laughs> Ah, would have would have gone better. And then when won, if Truex wasn't was trying real good for a while, like, Truex wasn't trying to cheat, we would have been. You would have been fine. But simply do not speed on pit road. I don't know. Then Sounds easy enough. Yeah, you think that's why we we need to have pit limiters in NASCAR, right? No, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm clearly joking, Beth. If, I hope yeah, so. I hope person, so. I'm sorry. The only person who wants a pit limiter in NASCAR is Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. Yeah, only person. <laughs> oh yeah, he he's great at dick stepping. Hey, I'll just say like he wins a lot of races when he does it, and yeah, he, he hasn't <laughs> sped since the 500 this year. So it's dick <laughs> stepping. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, Kevin. that's what like, that's what he does, man. <laughs> no, he really does. It's devastating as a Hamlin fan, Phil. Since you are our guest, I will let you pick first. Can you give us your dark horse for the Talladega race? Uh, like I said, I think I'll go with uh, Eric Almarula since he does have plate wins, and he also is he also okay. is actually pretty good at these tracks. I went back and watched that race because Kevin always shit talks it. Because weren't you there, Kevin? For the 2018 race? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I did not remember Stuart Haas just had four cars that were blatantly cheating on the track was, at the same time. Dude, I didn't realize like, that. I completely being there, being there in the moment, I was like, okay, this kind of <laughs> sucks. But looking back, I'm so glad I got to experience something like that. Because I think it's yeah. like the last clean plate race that we've seen. Minus that, you know, the green-white checkered at the end. But, yeah, know. but that's given. And, and literally, Kurt Busch wins yeah, that that's... race if he doesn't run out of fuel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, we'll allow you to take Almirola as a dark horse. I don't think he's ever been chosen as a dark horse, but we'll, we'll allow uh, it. Has he ever been chosen, period? <laughs> oh, I, Kevin, how many weeks in a row did I pick him last year? Yeah, he, was he, he, he had that streak. Oh, where that's he was true. Just, yeah. I said... I will stop picking him when he stops scoring top tens. And for five weeks straight, I kept picking. I was I was loyal to my to my word. <laughs> that's why Anthony won the championship last year. Yeah, that's exactly why I got my Mickey Mouse ring last year. Um, mm-hmm. right, Kevin, <laughs> who's your dark horse? My dark horse. I'm gonna go with Ross Chastain. I feel like he's been waiting to break out, have a performance, and we know how aggressive he is. And I'm pretty much just going uh, boom or bust at this point. So Chastain, it is. Uh, Methy, I'll allow you to go in front of me. I feel bad for cursing him on this one because I think he has a good shot. He's been putting together some good races, just not been able to finish them. Mr. Corey LaJoy. Ooh. I know he's like on DraftKings, like the guy to pick on Super Speedways. He's been unlucky too. Like he he ran well in Martinsville, and that was just bad luck. (laughs) Yeah. He was running good until he wasn't. Right. That's that's the classic. Until he hit his radiator and pit road on Tyler Reddick. That's me with golf, such as golf. Um, 
I am going to go with uh, Eric Jones in the 43. I mean, I've, I, when Bubba was there, that 43 was a, was, a, was a good pick to at least score a top 10 and be there by the end if he uh, could keep it clean. He was Eric Jones like has seven has to go last year. Yeah. yeah, Eric Jones almost yeah, it's won. Not, it's, it's not his fault that they told him that. He just right. got caught up in everything. Mm-hmm. Eric Jones last year at Talladega, if I recall correctly, probably should have won this race. So until Blaney just yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> how many nope. drivers do you think Ryan Blaney is going to try and send to the hospital this week, Kevin? Eighteen. Oh my God! Too many. <laughs> is that Between the him, huh? Between him and Stenhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I love Stenhouse. Okay, but Stenhouse is Stenhouse dumb. Honestly, hasn't been that bad on plate races lately. Everyone gives him. He also of, like he hasn't people. been that bad this year. Like, did he get another? Did he get a top twenty on a? Yeah, he finished like nineteenth or something. Okay, so and he's he was every single race in top like. twenty. Yeah. yeah, he. I just. I feel like with the package, the super suck package, like he was trying to do too much with something that he didn't have to do anything at all with. He yeah. just literally had to exist and just get the draft. He was trying to do way too much, and it, it cost him a lot. When the old package, twenty sixteen through eighteen, definitely benefited his driving style more at these tracks. Obviously, he got two wins. Um. All right, Phil, your sleeper. I will definitely pick Stenhouse as my sleeper. All right. Good pick. Yeah, good pick. I'm, I'm going to go... Who am I going to go with? I'm going go with Redick. Kind of the same thought process of Chastain. Kind of been pretty quiet lately. I know he's super aggressive on the plate tracks. Um, could see a first-time winner. I mean, it's Dega for crying out loud, so pick. I'm going to go with it. Okay. Yeah, what he did, what he did without the hood at Daytona was impressive. I can't believe he's <laughs> still in that race. Yeah, yeah, fantastic drive, Methy. Bubba Wallace. Ooh. Bubba Wallace. Okay. Wow. What do you mean? I, wow. I, I mean, just, he, he just hasn't really done much since it feels like in a while. He's good at these races, though. Yeah, he is good at these races. Like, I just. I don't like. I just. Uh, if this is another. He, factor, he seems to have like a black cloud on his head. Yeah, it's been tough. It, it's been really tough. Um, I, I just think it's because this is literally the LFR car from last year, and without less with less funding, I think. So I don't know. I think LFR had funding. Yeah, Bob <laughs> Levine bitches about. I think they have more funding, just because their their sponsorships filled. Yeah. People were going I, mad about Mike Wheeler though. Last yesterday, he is not a good crew chief anymore. He's not. <laughs> he we wasn't a good crew chief with Denny. <laughs> no, he wasn't. I, I, listen, probably Danny be a Sto- good Danny car Stockman chief. Might get another call. Yeah, I agree. Danny Stockman might get called back up. Um. Okay. I. I guess since I'm the only one with a brain, I'm going to go with one of the Penske affiliates, and I'm going to go with Matty D. So I was saving sleeper. that for my favorite, but okay. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> I mean. Like I, I got know to pick him as a dark enough. horse last week. What do you mean favorite? <laughs> no, he's my sleeper. Oh, sleeper. Sorry, I thought we were favorite. Horse, sorry. And that's why I scored points last week, and you didn't. I Shit did. On. I not take him. You put, you took Lejoy. Oh no, you didn't. I'm looking at like the the picks from episode eighty nine, which I'm gonna release this week. I promise. <laughs> Dang, okay, good because I don't remember who I picked. I thought I picked Manny D. I don't even remember that what race this was. I, I stopped Richmond? labeling them, and I'm really cooked when I have to put all these points together. This I think week. it was I think it was before Bristol. It was before Bristol, um, but it wasn't the Bristol dirt race because we never did a preview for that. Oh, okay. So it might have been Atlanta. I'll go back and look at it. I'll figure it out. Um, 
because I can also just listen to these episodes. Um, okay, so our favorites, Phil, who you got? I mean, I would pick the obvious, but I'll pick I the think obvious. I'm, I would I, the obvious is Hamlin, but there was someone else who actually looked pretty good, and it's the it's a person who finished three laps down yesterday, Richmond Kyle Larson. Oh, going with, Larson did look good for the 500. Yeah, he, that's that's my thinking. If he can keep it clean, the Hendrick car is good, could be a problem. Um, but I don't think there'll be mm-hmm. the Penske train problem. Is Cindric? No, Cindric's not doing this. He's not in this race. I'm no. surprised. And by the way, Cindric did get a top 10, didn't he, last week at Richmond? Or he was running uh, in the top 10. I don't he think so. Like, he's like 19. He's not 19. That was no, he was, was running well. Or something. Let me go he, back and chart. Yeah, he was. Because he's top he twenty, at some restarted. Point. He's guaranteed points in DraftKings because he starts from the back. Yeah. Like, How the hell did he finish in twenty eighth? He like restarted eighth oh, on the, the last restart. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Did, did anybody else? Did anybody else notice? You don't, like, hold, on, hold, hold, on, hold 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 on. No, you, you don't okay. lose four laps on cold tires, Phil. Old tires. Old tires. Oh, I think said cold. It was. It was tire strategy. Like that, that that last uh that last restart was a uh, tire strategy and okay. stuff. Uh, okay, I apologize. Methy, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but I had to like I was <laughs> even no, heard. Just, just say, for that for that last restart, it was first through like eighth were two seconds apart, but then yeah. Eighth through eighth to ninth was like seven seconds after two laps. It was like, aren't Ish. we going to talk about what happened there? It's like, oh no, just old tires. They didn't. Yeah, go. that's Richmond. Yeah, that's I, that was like one of the weirder like restarts I've ever seen. And Clint Boyer brought it up. It's like, yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah one lap after green, it was just like, where's the rest of the field? <laughs> They're on the other side of the track. Like, oh. oh my god! All right, so back to our. Oh, go ahead. It would have been interesting if that race went like one more lap too, yeah. uh, and like <laughs> Bowman was getting blocked by all the lap traffic. Yeah, that would have been very interesting to see how he handled that, but that would it probably would have caused a wreck, to be honest. Yeah, more than just likely. Take out those weird Denny cars. Hamlin was going full send on that last lap. I love it that he just mm-hmm. cut through two cars through the middle. That is a ballsy yeah. move. Um. Okay, so back to picks, Kevin. Who's your favorite? I'm going with Redemption from Daytona. He was robbed, especially by his teammate. And Penske is guaranteed at least one Talladega win a year. And I think it'll happen. I'm going with Bad Brad. Okay. Bad Brad. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I hate it. I also wrote down Logano because I preemptively wrote that down. I think Penske is having a team meeting this week. I know they probably had it out through Daytona, but saying, hey, last lap, we're in that same scenario that we were in Daytona. Don't, don't fuck it up. Yeah, don't let like, McDowell win this time. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't mind him getting a second win, but uh, That'd be cool. You know, no one's picked yeah. him. Well, we don't have Alex's picks yet, so we'll we'll see what he says. Um, Methy for Dega, I am going with TJ Majors. Okay, which would be good. Joey Logano. Good, good yeah. pick. Great pick. Well, I might as well just round out the Penske field. I'm I'm picking Ryan Blaney. They'd win another Dega race. I mean, fair. I would like to believe that Ryan yeah. Blaney can win. I I'm at this point like, who's going to get their second win of the season first? Is it going to be Blaney or Martin is it Truex Bowman? Jr.? Oh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Well, okay. Um, so you you're overlooking the fact, uh, Anthony, that only one win a year is allowed for Ryan Blaney. And okay, but you, you say the same thing for Bowman. 
And what if Alex Bowman wins at Talladega? Does that mean they have to tear it out? Well, he's not. Talladega? What if uh, Alex Bowman won't get like an anvil falling on his car <laughs> or something. Last time I no, saw that Bowman, was this morning. Anthony, last time we saw Bowman leading at Talladega, Joey Logano sent him to the stratosphere. That is true. He did send him to the stratosphere. Yeah. I'm sure, I am not sure if that car has landed. That was – I just remember watching that live and just being like, this is going to be ugly when he goes back in front of the field. And yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, I mean, I'm just saying I, I think this is the year that we break the, the tradition of these drivers only get one win a year. And Blaney, Blaney loves this track. Like, he loves plate racing in general. He's fantastic mm-hmm. at these. He should have won the 500 two year, or last year. He probably should have a bunch more wins at plate tracks at this point in his career. So probably I'm taking should. him for that. I'm sure Alex is I, – I could probably just write down Alex's picks. It's probably just going to be McDowell, Priest, and Larson or Kyle Busch. That's yeah. I, I almost guarantee that. Um, just, hey, consistency can win you championships. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, you want to round out the field, Kevin? Yeah. Anything else uh, to add? No, we we kind of covered a lot of the off-topic stuff during the the actual yeah, episode. It's, it's very off-topic. Yeah, go, topic. This is extremely <laughs> off-topic, but I think that Ryan Vargas has the taste buds of a child. Yes, he does. And I'm, I'm beefing. With, I am beefing with him in in real life about this. We have been getting into little spats on Discord about uh, his hatred for for sour cream and and blue cheese, and and I just I just you know. I mean, I get people hating sour cream, but yeah. blue cheese. That's blue cheese I can right? get people hating blue cheese, but sour cream. Like, you remember, that, he, he he can't drink alcohol yet. That's really. true. He is so like twenty. Once, so. once he's uh, a man like us, he'll have a Kevin, you are taste. two years older than him. Well, that's two years that I have on him to shit talk. Whatever. Listen, all I'm saying is, I <laughs> there's only like three foods I will not eat at this point in my life. Maybe four, technically, but I won't eat sea urchin ever again. I will just, I can't eat a Rocky Mountain oyster because my balls hurt when I do that. So even thinking about it, they hurt. Um, <laughs> and I just won't eat land insects. I love sea insects. Shrimp, crab, all those things can get in my Water tummy. bugs. <sighs> Methy, I hate you. <laughs> what? I want you to... Like scorpion? No, yeah, like people eat scorpions, people eat cockroaches, people eat crickets. Oh. I know candy flavored crickets is like a delicacy in like some South um, Asian countries, like Southeastern Asian countries. I know they eat that. Um, and it's apparently good. I've watched documentaries and like food, like network, like travel shows where it is, it, it, they say it's good, but I'm just not willing to eat a, a land bug. I, I hate know. mustard. I'm just going to throw that out there. That's a weird thing to hate. Yeah. You will yeah, never huh. be able to eat my mac and cheese because I put grain mustard in it to give it a little I'll, bit of a. Ooh. I'll get over yeah, it. Yeah, I'm making mac and cheese, my famous mac good. and cheese tonight. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's, you know, no special occasion at all. I saw this. I saw this tweet. Uh, <laughs> Nothing last happening week. tomorrow. No. Apparently, you could brine pickles with mustard <laughs> energy drink. Yes, you forbidden can. flavor I would town. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. Uh, do apparently, that. it's forbidden flavor town. Well, what flavor of monster are you doing that with? Uh, I, I don't know what this person was doing it with on Twitter, but I would think it's just a normal recipe. Yikes! <laughs> or normal, normal <laughs> monster and pickles is apparently like not supposed to be this good, but it is. Oh, no, I I'm actually trying to learn how to pickle like foods right now. I'm gonna pickle um some actual pickles and some radishes. Uh, definitely not gonna do it, huh? Can you pickle a pickle? 
Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to pickle. I thought they were cucumbers. cucumbers. Yeah, I'm going to okay. pickle a cucumber and turn it into a pickle. If you pickle a pickle, what does it turn into? Uh, smaller <laughs> pickle, I'm pretty sure. So I'm pretty sure would you? Shrinking. Would you? You saying you would eat a sea cucumber, but not a land cucumber? There's not. Could you bugs. pickle a sea cucumber? I'm thinking. I don't know. Ooh. I don't know what a sea cucumber looks like. Isn't like that just regular cucumber? Aren't you regular a sea cucumber? cucumber? Your name's Kevin. I've seen you on SpongeBob. Oh, you shoot. both wear glasses. <laughs> the gig you is both up. Are dorks. <laughs> it's it's 91 episodes in. You finally found out my true identity. Caught in 4K. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get that 21 Savage picture of him with the camera. I caught. <laughs> oh I feel like that's God. that's a good note to end it on, boys. Yeah, I don't think there's yeah. anything else. Talladega <laughs> this weekend. Me and Kevin are gonna hang out IRL at an IRL race. How fun! Nice. Oh nice. man. It's um, not IRL anymore. You're not IRL <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah, exactly. Um, any last second picks on who's going to win at St. Pete? I, I, I think, think New Garden. Pato. New Garden Jimmy, would be cool. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, New Garden Revenge Tour has begun. Yeah, I mean, hey, it's, I'm I'm being very outlandish here, picking the defending winner, but I think he's going to yeah, be a good run. Yeah. He's won the last two, I think. Didn't he oh, win really? in 2019 as well? Or was yeah, that Will Power? Yeah. Power. Is Will Power? Okay. Well, I was thinking Pato could get his first. Yeah, win. Pato would be really cool. To see. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at Pato to get his first win because he, that car is bad fast. And by the way, Kevin, we might need to go on Saturday. Oh, you're not going to be there Saturday for quality. Yeah, I have to uh-huh. graduate on Saturday. Uh oh. Well, everyone, say congratulations to Kevin on our Twitter for graduating Ooh. college. Ooh. Going Congrats. right back. Thanks. <laughs> oh man. So real quick before we head on out of here, make sure to it follow. It goes downhill him. from here. Oh, I've, oh, I've heard. Oh, he's got grad school before that happens. Don't worry. Yeah. He's got more school to take. But real quick, make sure to follow us on Twitter and uh, Instagram at LTLN Podcast. Uh, don't add the fart noise into that. It won't work. Um, How do you spell and, that anyway? Uh, um, so and make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and our good friends at Stadium Scene TV. Our podcast is also on there. Make sure to check them out. You can find a bunch of different new sports podcasts. The Red Sox are the best team in baseball, and you can find out how much better they're going to do through different baseball podcasts on there. Manchester United is trying to form their own super league like a bunch of supervillains. You can find it's like out the more IRL about- again. <laughs> exactly. You can listen to more about that on any of the soccer podcasts on um, stadiumscene.tv some really good ones out there I've been getting a little bit more into rugby the more that I've been watching Australian streams of F1 races so there's definitely rugby podcasts on there there's so much stuff that you can check out on stadiumscene.tv we're the best racing podcast on there also if you are a content creator make sure to check out their MVP network really a great uh, system to get you more listeners and yeah who knows maybe one day you can have a podcast like ours very successful the music yes. would end right here too with my awkward right. <laughs> yeah yeah anyway so i've been anthony i've been kevin i've been matthew my name's phil and i'm like being a guest tonight thank you <laughs> thank have you, you man. yeah thank you to ha- thank you for having uh no thank you for yeah, thanks for having me guys yeah. <laughs> love of you course. dude and love all you guys at home see you guys bye adios see ya